Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Aaron, uh... I guess the overarching question, uh, how do you think this whole situation ought to be resolved with the traffic tie-ups, the trains now VIA's canceled all, all of its service across the country? Uh, it is a chaotic situation that requires leadership and not the weak leadership we've seen from Justin Trudeau saying now is the time for dialogue. Um, this is a number of people actively breaking the law and flouting the law. In many cases, there's been injunctions and court orders uh, requiring illegal blockades to cease. And not enforcing that almost encourages more people to flout the law. So I think there needs to be some tough decisions made, and there needs to be leadership saying that the right to protest is an important democratic right. It does not give you the right to blockade and stop uh, hundreds of thousands of people from being able to learn, earn a, a livelihood. You can't hold up critical pieces of national infrastructure uh, to make a political point. This is where we're getting the first semblances of, of anarchy, and I think the, the Trudeau government really needs to send a swift signal. All right, so you said uh, he has abrogated his responsibility, although I guess the Indigenous Affairs Minister uh, was talking to, by way of an email, uh, these First Nations representatives, uh, the hereditary chiefs, the band councils, as we know, uh, are in favor of this pipeline project going through, but the sticking point seems to be the the hereditary uh, leaders and whether that confers the legitimacy necessary upon them. I can't really sort that out. Let me just try to focus, though, first on the situation to the east of us near Belleville. Uh, is Justin Trudeau implicated in that, or do you think that's provincial jurisdiction? I think railways are regulated federally, John. So these, any of these critical pieces, whether it be rail, uh, ports, airports, these are, these are federal pieces of infrastructure. There may be provincial jurisdiction for their operation as well, but anything that ties together the country um, is, is a federal piece of infrastructure. In fact, we know that the iron rail that tied the early country together was really a founding part of, of Canada, was our, our rail link. And not only has VIA said they're ceasing cross-country federal uh, routes, the CN has apparently just announced they're ending uh, or halting operations in eastern Canada. So this is a, an illegal blockade movement that is now having repercussions on transportation, on the national economy, on, on the, the workforce, um, all really out of a misguided sense of protest. And so this is where there needs to be not you know, more dialogue, that there needs to be the laws enforced and leadership to say that these aren't protests. These are really illegal acts when there's a court order involved, that if, if you allow them to persist, it's clearly allowing more, more people to do it. So uh, what then can be uh, done in the immediate? For example, uh, it had been said earlier that uh, Via Rail was looking at, I guess, late Friday before they'd resume service along the tracks between Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa. And uh, now that they've cancelled all service across the country, that doesn't look 
you know, that it's going to happen or uh, we can't be too optimistic about that. Would you, first and foremost, on the Thai-End and Aga blockade, enforce the injunction? The injunction was sought by, I guess, uh, the folks at CN via rail, and uh, they went to the Superior Court here in Ontario, which makes the argument. Mark Garneau, the transport minister, said, well, it's not our jurisdiction. It's up to the enforcement arm in Ontario to deal with that. Is he right or wrong? He, he is wrong. As I said, uh, railways are, are regulated federally broadly. And guess what, Mark? The Indigenous uh, issue is a federal issue. Um, so <laughs> the weak approach of the Trudeau government just shows they've actually contributed to this uh, shutdown Canada mentality by their own approach to, to cancelling pipelines, some of which were owned by, by Indigenous Canadians. They've They've had a very activist agenda against some of the economies in the country, and now it's coming back to bite them. And they they see these activist groups actually taking the law into their own hands. So not only should the injunction be enforced, John, I think legal action should be taken against some of the organizations that are actually now causing likely tens of millions of dollars of economic disruption. And if it continues, there will be people losing their job over this. So they're certainly, they do not have the public favor in, in these illegal blockades. And so I think there needs to be a swift message sent. And yet, if we dial it back to uh, the early 90s, the situation in Oka, uh, Quebec P- Provincial Police probably in over their heads, but the army came in. I mean, in a worst case scenario, could you see that happening? No, because we have learned from the, the Oka and Ipperwash and a number of these things from a generation ago. And in fact, the OPP and most major forces have very sophisticated Indigenous uh, outreach uh, officers. They know how to de-escalate these situations. But I think a lot of forces want to be sure that the, the, when they act on a court order and they do so in an orderly and peaceful way, that they will have support of the, the federal government. They'll have support of Canadians. So I think we can have protests, we can have all democratic rights respected, but the rule of law has to be respected as well. And, and anarchy is not protest. I think we have to, have, we have to call out some of this, uh, this conduct, which in some cases I've seen them not even allowing the democratic legislatures to operate. There's even instances of common law assault where people are being intimidated, even just trying to go in and work. Um, that is not protest either. Those are illegal acts in many cases, and I think law enforcement should treat them that way. You know, further to the point of, you know, support from uh, so on and so forth, there's also support within the Native community for lifting these blockades. And uh, so how do we reconcile that, or is it something for those individual communities to come up with themselves? Well, this is, you know, the the... I think there's also been some influence uh, from from activist groups who have gone after support from hereditary chiefs who aren't actually, in many cases, elected or representing the aspirations of the modern uh, members of the community. So I think part of what is happening in Alberta uh, that Jason Kenney's involved with, uncovering the fact that some of these uh, groups are being funded by foreign interests that really want to disrupt some of our economy. Um, this is a lot more sophisticated than some people would suspect, and that's why a real signal needs to be sent. Rail, port, and, and major economic programs like, like pipelines, these are in the national interest, and we can't have the national interest hindered 
by a small group that are willing to break the law to do it. Yeah, it's ironic, too, because uh, some of these indigenous groups and the Métis, in terms of the Tech Frontier mine in northeastern Alberta, they're in favor of, and they're saying, uh, because of truth and reconciliation, there's a duty for the government to consult them. They, they being in favor, they want to be brought into the process as well. It seems always those who are resistant are the ones who are uh, offer the consultation. Do you see their point? A hundred percent I do, yeah. And in fact, I've in the House, John said that Justin Trudeau has violated the Supreme Court duty to consult many times when he's canceled projects or banned uh, resource engagement by Inuit or Indigenous people, when he canceled Northern Gateway Pipeline with no proper notice to the Indigenous uh, bands involved. They were one-third owners of that project. So I think the approach Trudeau has taken is Bill C-69, tanker bans, cancelling pipelines without consulting Indigenous owners, This has contributed to an attitude we're now seeing manifest itself in this shutdown Canada movement. And so Trudeau, you know, it's coming home to roost for him. He's been dividing people over economic uh, and industry sectors for several years and now has to stand up for them. I certainly hope he does. But uh, after the last few years, I I haven't seen such a demonstration of leadership by him in the past. Um, But we desperately need some leadership now. Do you think he's purposely avoiding the situation by continuing to solicit votes for the U.N. Security Council seat in Africa and now the Caribbean? Well, it shows his priorities are not Canada's priorities, John. The the U.N. Security Council seat, he's already lost. And you know what? It's not an election that's even worth winning if we have to go and, and curry votes and change our foreign policy positions. Um, he should be home here handling a crisis that is affecting Uh, Many parts of the country disrupting transportation, economic progress. Uh, He's around currying votes for something that is really irrelevant. And so I think I think Canadians should demand more. It's part of also the reason I've been speaking out. I think this is a way where conservatives can show that we're going to stand up for sectors of our economy. And we're actually going to stand up for Indigenous Canadians who want to participate and have success as a result of some of these projects. And we can't let a small group of people breaking the law stop that. Aaron O'Toole, MP for Durham and candidate for the leadership of the Conservative Party of Canada. Really appreciate your time this afternoon, Aaron. Always a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 